Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I have Lauren, Sharpie, and Steve. Hey. Hello. Hello. No one Hello. knows. They don't even know what to say because it's been so long since we've had all everybody together. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm Lauren, in case nobody knows. I know, I it's been so long. Together, we mm. podcast together. Well, Sharpie was out for a little while. Lauren was out traveling the, the world. We're traveling at least the national parks. A little traveling. bit. Yeah, all over. A little bit. Back in the world. Back in the world. Well, welcome, I, welcome, welcome. I decided that on that trip that I am an indoor cat and I prefer Disney. <laughs> really? Are you an avid indoors woman? I am definitely an avid indoors woman. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. Mm. It was, it's a, yeah, because you were, what, hiking and chop, oh, chopping terrible. down redwoods? <laughs> yeah, we went we went hiking through the woods. My husband and my daughter hiked seven miles up a mountain. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm going to stay here in the room and read a book. <laughs> How long has it been since you've read a book? You guys had a beautiful vacation, though. I mean, the views. We did. It was fun. Oh my gosh, it was beautiful. Yeah, the it scenery. It was definitely a once in a lifetime trip, mm -hmm. without a doubt. Um, it was spectacular. Yeah, all the pictures looked really nice on your Facebook. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. So on to Disney. Yeah, but we're not going to trip report on that. Nope. We're going to jump in and we're going to talk about, you know, something that we we need to. Uh, we've got different cycles of listeners and uh, some of them may be new to the whole Disney planning routine. And so we're going to talk about planning your first trip to Disney world. I'm excited. Yeah. So we, well, Lauren, we were talking beforehand, we were talking a few things and Sharpie brought up the topic too. Um, and I think one of the cool things that you both mentioned was, that you people are planning earlier and then the, that's going to be key for something that happens next year in 2019. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. I, I do think Star Wars land is going to impact bookings for next year as soon as it opens up for December. Without a yeah. Doubt. And, and I think that the biggest thing to remember is that with all the changes that are happening, not only with resorts, but also with the parks, I really expect the dynamic of particularly Caribbean beach and Coronado to completely change. Yeah. Yeah. So for everyone who doesn't know, so Coronado Springs is being redone right now. They're adding a Coronado's got the, they, they both are adding a, a big hotel to those uh, properties and they're kind of redoing a lot of the property uh, for Coronado and uh, Caribbean beach. And they're also, I think, yeah, I think Coronado is going to be, a deluxe resort in the end. And I mean, here's the thing. People typically avoided Caribbean beach and Coronado because they were, they're huge hotel properties and they just don't have the charm that Port Orleans Riverside and Port Orleans French quarter have. Yeah. I agree they there. Didn't. I think that's definitely going to change. I don't know if it's going to change for Caribbean beach. I'm going to stand by the fact that I think Caribbean beach is, is still going to be very, yeah, and I I disagree that I think Coronado actually does have a lot of charm. It does have do it is wide, 
yeah, it's widespread. Coronado. I think there's going to be major changes there. There's going to be changes, but I think it's got charm now. Yeah. I, like, I do too. So the advantage of the Caribbean beaches, they're going to have the, the Skyway. So you'll be able to hop right on. I mean, one of the stops is right there. Or did I say Caribbean Beach? Or did I, you said Caribbean Beach. Yes. So Caribbean Beach, yes. We'll have the Skyway. So that'll be an advantage to get over to, uh, what is it? Hollywood, Hollywood Studios. Studios. Yeah. Or Epcot. It comes into the back gate of Epcot too. So yep. yeah. So that'll be an advantage there. But I do like Coronado's feel uh, better than Caribbean Beach. We'll have to see once Caribbean Beach is I like Coronado redone. better too. I also love the new rooms at Coronado. Yeah, they're nice. I'm sure like they're those. gonna do it at Caribbean Beach as well, but Yeah. So yes. So you were so we got on that topic because you were saying book early because Star Wars is gonna open over at Walt Disney World and as soon as rooms are gonna be available for maybe like the November, December time frame, people are gonna be booking those out super fast. So as soon yeah. as that window opens, which what, should be soon, yeah, give us a call. Especially and, with all, especially with all the food service options changing too, uh, with all the renovations and going to be additions. I, I, it's it, it's definitely going to change change the the look and the feel of both of those resorts by adding the tower. Oh, definitely, without a doubt. And, and Coronado is a little different because it's not going to be. Uh, DVC, but where where uh, Caribbean Beach, there the tower is going to be DVC. I think that that will definitely add uh, a little little bit of a different look and feel to the resort. Um, Disney hasn't really done towers much. Uh, I mean, Bay Lake Tower would probably be at the the top of the list, but that's yeah, so they, they, this is kind of new territory for Disney. They don't really go over three or four floors. No, yeah. they do not. No, not normally. Yeah. You've got Contemporary uh, and Bay Lake. And Wilderness is, is a little on the tall side. Yeah, that might be uh, six. Yeah. For the main building. Yeah. And then uh, Animal Kingdom is what? Maybe maybe five floors. But it's it's a it's completely different because the feel of Animal Kingdom, because you enter kind of in the middle of those floors, the way the lobby is positioned, and then you have uh, a floor below, and then you kind of go up from there. It's, mm -hmm. it's just a different, but straight up, with the exception of Bay Lake Tower, and they've never done a thin tower like they're doing at both Coronado mm -hmm. and at Caribbean. So, yeah. so that's good. So whenever you start thinking about planning a vacation, uh, for people who maybe have always preferred deluxe resorts, uh, uh, but are may, maybe kind of getting edged out of that deluxe market because of the, the price increases that Disney has had over the last few years. Uh, this, this definitely makes Coronado an option that's really high up on the list as far as having that deluxe resort look and feel with interior corridors and all of that. It's going to be a beautiful resort. Yeah. So they kind of blurred the lines with Art of Animation it's like a value plus when they built that. And I think Coronado and the and uh, Caribbean, at least Coronado, will be like a moderate plus or they'll, you know, it kind of borders on the entry of a luxury resort. You don't think they're just going to keep upping everything? So Deluxe would really kind of go up half a step and Moderates would go up half a step. I don't think they're going to really create new categories. Well, they won't have new categories, but I, but I think that'll be the feel. I mean, that resort already has a gym and already has a bar 
It has a convention center. It has some of the extras that some of the others don't already have in the moderate range. Um, so planning vacation and, and real quick. So, cause since we touched on star Wars, so Disneyland is going to be opening star Wars land before Disney world. So, and I don't, are those available to book now, Lauren and Sharpie? Do you think they're going to book those early too? Because I think a lot of Disney fans are going to want to see it over at Disneyland before Disney World when it opens in the, what is it, summer of 2019 over at Disneyland? Yeah, they're not available to book yet. Um, 2019, I think Lisa just told us, was going to come out soon. Yeah, we're thinking so, any day to the next two, three weeks just to be safe. For Disneyland bookings. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to want to book your Disneyland hopefully here soon if you plan on going summer of 2019 to see Star Wars. And if you want to see it at Disney World in fall of 2019, when's the window open for that? You guys know? For World? Well, that's typically around August. Yeah, that should be opening soon. A couple more weeks we should see that coming out. All right. So a couple more weeks on that too. We'll get it figured out. All right. So back to the original topic, planning your first trip. There are a lot of things to consider and tied to what we were just talking about, early booking. I think the trend from what I'm hearing from Sharpie and Lauren is that people are booking their trips earlier. Agree? Yeah. This year was the first year I really saw that. Normally... You know, packages release and you get a few people that are ready to book and, you know, they want to book for January, February, March, the first quarter of the year. And that's the normal push. But for some reason this year, and it's not even just for looking for late December for when Star Wars opens up, I'm seeing more of a push for, you know, May and June and summer and things like that. What do you think, Sharpie? I I think people are starting to realize that Disney is on a schedule for releasing promotions. And if they want, if they know what they want, they're going to book it without a promotion and wait for that promotion to come out. Um, And I think just as Disney has gotten into this pattern, I believe, once again, that there's a change coming with that pattern because of the developments coming specifically with Star Wars Land. I, I know we I know we talk about Star Wars Land a lot, but it is really going to change the dynamic because you're adding an entire new land. Yeah, Toy Story Land, new land, but it's not as immersive as what Star Wars Land is going to be. And let's face it, Toy Story doesn't really have the cult following that Star Wars Land does. Uh, and from a lot of what I have read, they have worked really hard on Star Wars Land to keep your sight lines tight, which also means that like the pedestrian thoroughfares through the land are not going to be as wide and generous as what they have done in a lot of their new development, to, specifically to keep that smaller feeling. Um, and I know that this is like crazy speculation, but I think they may fast pass the entire land. Well, it'll be interesting to get. What do you, well, I agree with you. Well, because it's going to be, well, when Wizarding World of Harry Potter opened at Universal Studios, I'm sure it was. And it's still packed because they've made it small and tight and kind of to scale of what the movie is, I guess. So it sounds like Star Wars is doing the same thing. I think to begin with, they're going to have to limit people just in that area. 
I think that's what they did with Avatar. Like they let people, certain amount of people in that area and then for fast passes to get to the, the two attractions. And then, so you had to get into the land and then into the attractions until the popularity went away or calmed down enough. Yeah. I, I think Star Wars Land is going to change everything. Oh, yeah. I really I, do. I, I think I think everything moving forward after December is going to be different of next year. Yeah. I Which think Sharpie means uh, price changes. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And they then uh, they they have kind of hinted at that some specifically looking at uh different price points and changing up their ticket options. I mean, it hasn't been too long since the the whole Magic Your Way package concept was released. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's been been ten years or more. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be totally surprised even to see the way Disney does packages change um, over the next year year and a half. I I, I think that's something that may they they may have up their sleeve as far as how how you pay what your what your payment gives you access to uh i wouldn't be surprised i th- i think disney realizes that their demand is 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 very steady uh the economy is stronger than what it's been travel wise for 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 quite a few years and i i think they realize that they're their 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 market is prime, even though there's been a lot of talk about them them kind of pricing pricing their average Disney visitor guests, average families, and by average I say like average income, uh, your your typical um, middle class families, pricing them pricing oh. them out of the market. Yeah, which it's 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 frustrating. Well, yeah, even since from when we started doing this, the cost of the the package, like let's say you were going for five nights, pop century, two adults, two kids, dining, and I don't know, let's say four-day park hoppers. That package used to run about $1,800 back in the day. That same package is, is pushing close to 3000 And that's eight years of doing this. Yeah, which is- That's, that's a huge increase. All right, so I was going to comment that I think, Sharpie, you had mentioned that the the first-time client should probably book as soon as they have the availability to do so, as soon as they realize, yes, we're going to do this, and if a promo comes out, that's great. Um, I see some people, I get the phone calls in the office, and... Some people are waiting for last minute deals, which is interesting to me because Disney doesn't really play by that set of rules. Um, no. Yeah. Disney's last, Disney is not last minute travel friendly. No. Uh, I know a lot of, a lot of travel companies, a lot, a lot of uh, travel destinations kind of do like what I would consider a blowout sale uh, really just to get people in and to fill rooms but that's that that's not that's not Disney's marketing strategy. They don't play that way. So my advice and I think you guys might concur with me is that you should book 
as soon as you know, they've got a Disney has a very liberal cancellation policy. So if you decide that you jumped the gun and you shouldn't have done it so quickly um, and something comes up, you can cancel. And in most cases, you're going to get all your money back. So it's not. Well, and here's the deal. If you're looking to go when you think Star Wars land is going to open. And again, at this point, it's a guess. I would suggest booking early because I think a lot of people are going to book for late fall 2019. Yeah. So as soon as that opens up in August, you want to be jumping on that because I, I do believe that that is going to go quickly. And the other thing too, is if you are a camper or, or you have an RV and you are interested in uh, camping at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground Valid. during the holiday season, you have ha- have to be in contact with with Lauren or or or, or with me uh, if if you want to get booked and definitely get into a campsite because those book up. Um, we have uh, clients who have gone down. And we book them the day it releases, and typically three hours after the booking window opens, they're booked up through the holidays. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they go quick. Everything's going to go quick. And then then there's a Star Wars hotel coming out that we don't have. We still don't have the details on it yet, but whenever that is released, we'll... That's probably going to be 2020. Yeah, we'll be able to hopefully... we'll. Book that for everybody, and that sounds like I'm it's a set experience. And if there was a wait list available, there'd be one. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. So that'll be the next thing. But yeah, book early, and that also allows you to book your uh, dining uh, early because the next thing that happens is all the good restaurants book up. So that's why now, you don't want to wait under, for a last minute deal. Under normal circumstances, we usually recommend you book a minimum of at least seven to eight months prior, just so you can get your room reservation situated and we can start working on, or you can start working on dining and, you know, figure out a game plan. Um, I do think star Wars land is going to change how that works for a while anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And Disney is adding the new hotels. Like we talked about or adding, rooms but you know they're only adding a thousand here and a thousand there 600 here a thousand there so they uh that really doesn't it's a, it's a tiny percentage compared to the amount of rooms that they really do need to have i think that there's a whole lot of gearing up for the 50th well yeah you have that too and that's gonna and that's, oh, 21. Yeah. that's mean, gonna be pretty crazy too i can only imagine what else they're gonna introduce in the next couple of years well you still have the tron can ride. we just say tron coaster yeah you have tron you have <laughs> remy Wait, don't you think it's nice that disney's doing this 50th celebration for me yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's my 50th oh there you go <laughs> That's, that's very nice. They're gonna a full blowout for a you. Full blowout, just full, for me. Mickey is. They, they have been gearing up for this for for years. I think it's amazing. Yeah, so that even makes booking. I, I can imagine these hotels. So Star Wars is gonna start the beginning of that whole trend, and then the fiftieth anniversary for Walt Disney World is gonna keep it going, and it is gonna be. Everybody, it's going to be very hard to book on property and get a get a room unless you plan way ahead. Yeah, I do think that Star Wars is definitely going to be the start of, of yep. the trend of booking extremely early. Yep. Very cool. All right. So what other tips you want to get into uh, fast passes and dining and how that works? Okay, sure. 
Yeah, and don't forget uh, dining. Your you can start making dining reservations for the Walt Disney World Resort 180 days in advance. Yeah, and people yeah. So laugh if at that. You have specific restaurants you want. You need to make sure that you are booking them 180. Be our guest, breakfast, lunch, dinner. If you want to eat there, you're going to need to book at 180 days. Most Even with of the, the two year. table service credits on it now. It's crazy. Exactly. Yeah, it, it so, is very popular. And I, what do you think, Sharpie? I think a lot of times too, September 1st and January, I think it's the hardest time to get dining reservations as opposed to. So looking at the rest of the year. Yeah, um, I, so I, would, I would definitely agree. If you're looking at those travel dates between September and January, um, you definitely want to book 180 days out. Well, more than 180 days out. And you want to be prepared to get on and work on dining right away. First thing in the morning. The rest of the years, there's certain restaurants that are still tough to get into, but it is a little bit more flexible. For now, again, Star Wars has an asterisk. <laughs> yeah, because they haven't released a, a specific uh, time frame of when it'll open. They they said fall, uh, but that could be October. They November, won't announce probably till April of next year. Well, and, sure, and then, yeah. yeah, even then, it'll be a, a, a probably a few week window. I'm sure they want to open yep. the the sooner they can the the better. Although they want to give Disneyland some runtime on on theirs yeah. exclusively, so you know, I'm calling second week of December. Yeah, you would think they definitely want it open for the December holidays. So I would or I would right after the, Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, somewhere Those first two weeks. Yep. Yeah, I mean that would be ideal. That's when everybody wants to be there. So hopefully, you would think that they have to have that set as the somewhere in there is the opening date and then also by then you've got the the skyliner oh. coming online literally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be nice if the road construction was done but i don't know they still are tearing I up i don't the think roads. that's ever going to stop they are really uh, i think the project at magic kingdom is supposed to wrap up by the holiday season oh good that's mm -hmm. awesome because it, it is, it's very congested over there. That yeah, that fly is going to make a big difference, though, when you think about both coming and going. Yeah, that'll be nice. And then you've got the rumors flying around about the uh, new hotel project that is either going to be lakeside between in the Ticket and Transportation Center and the Contemporary or over between Wilderness Lodge and the Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. So they have filed permits for a staging area uh, that is uh, adjacent to where their airstrip used to be located. It was the, 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 the private airstrip for the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, it was only typically only used by like private, small private planes. Uh, but they filed all the permitting to make that a staging area for construction. Uh, and that's uh, coincidentally also the same stage aging area that they used for construction of Bay Lake Tower. So another new hotel coming. Yep. Perhaps. Oh wow. Rumored. All right. I think it's gonna happen. Other first time tips for traveling to Walt Disney World. What do you have Lisa? Okay. You may or may not like this. Uh first time to Disney Disney World, do not get a park hopper. Agreed. 
Especially if you have kids. Little kids. You're not going to park. Bigger kids, it's different. I don't even think on the first trip with bigger kids. I think if you've never been there, you're going to go into a park. You're going to stay in that park all day long because you've never been there. Yep. Um, it's possible that if you're spending seven, eight, nine days there, that you could use a hopper in the end and kind of go back and hit your favorites from each park. But if you're doing a typical five, six night uh, or six day ticket, I don't think your first timer is going to be using that hopper pass, even though all your friends and relatives said, oh, we we can't go without it. it. Yeah, you have to get the park hopper. No, you don't. So I agree 100 percent with you on that. I do have a caveat to that. Like if it's a shorter stay and you want to do all four parks and you just want to hit the highlights and you're doing like a three day ticket, then you may want to do the hopper. What I find is, is that especially with little kids trying to do more than one park in a day, I think little kids do get overwhelmed. Um, So I think that skipping the hopper and doing a base ticket is a much better option. Um, And with teenagers, I think it can go either way. I think, you know, teenagers, they get bored easily. So the variety isn't always a bad thing, but I don't think it's necessary. I agree with you hundred percent. I think if you were to- Another trend that we're noticing are people going on longer trips. Yes. We, we we have we have a couple clients booked for for like fourteen night stays. Holy yeah, cow. twelve nights, like longer. Yep. It's interesting. And the the advice that we typically do is definitely to add your your water park option. Yes. So it is days that, for your tickets. Oh yeah, absolutely it does. And and say for instance you you want to do a character breakfast that's not in a park, you can do that character breakfast, go enjoy the rest of your day at a water park and then kind of lounge around your resort that evening and have dinner there. It's, it really makes for a very relaxed stay. Yeah. Now, again, caveat to that, if it's your first visit and you're only doing five days, do not do the water park. Yeah. The water park is nice for, well, they have an jamming too much in. You have H2O glow going on right now. And, from, I saw John Frost over at the Disney blog had posted some updates from there, and it sounded like if you want to go on all the rides at Typhoon Lagoon and not have any lines and be able to meet a ton of characters, uh, you, you should definitely go to H2O Glow Nights at Typhoon Lagoon. because yeah, I've heard good things. The, the crowds are very light. Yeah. That's cool. It's yeah, good if you I've, like to I've do the rides. I've read good things about it. It looks like it's it's actually pretty cool. Disney's water parks are a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's been a while since I've been. It has. We need to go. It's like we always have these tickets that we can use. So, yeah. Oh, and, real quick, Park Hopper, since yeah. we jumped off of it real quick. Um, oh, I wanted to, we jump all over. Get I know. So, anyway, so Park Hopper. We do. I, I agree. If it's your first time, don't get the Park Hopper. Uh, if you're going to, you know, really be digging in and, and doing the Magic Kingdom, you know, at least a one or two days there. And, uh, and then going, there's so much over at Animal Kingdom now and with Disney Hollywood Studios with everything coming and Toy Story Land opening. So you really don't have to hop and you waste a lot of time, unlike Disneyland, where you can literally, we went from uh, one park to the other and then from that park back over and over again. Oh, yeah. We we fast, one, yeah. we just fast passed the Disneyland, California Adventure and Disneyland Park as if they, it was one park. As and if we, it was one park. And we, just, right. we just used the Max Pass to go. To, from whatever ride we wanted and you would just go out and, and back in uh, because you're already inside the security uh, as well at Disneyland with Disney world. 
it's a little more time consuming because you have to do the bus or whatever transportation and you got to wait and load and unload. And then you have to go back through the metal detectors uh, and then get your ticket uh, validated again. So it, it definitely takes up a, a lot of your time for your first trip, but it's good for, I, I like it for meals. So if you want to have a certain meal at, at one uh, park and, and not have to spend the whole day there, it, it works out well. And it's oh. also good for fast passes to not park hop. I'm going to add this too. So I said that it really doesn't work, especially if you have young kids, but it does kind of work if you're at the Magic Kingdom and you get there early and you're there until like two o'clock and then you decide it's time for a nap. Once you go back to that hotel, you're kind of starting over. So if you had that hopper, you could go to another park, especially if they had a nighttime extra magic hour that you wanted to use or you just wanted to try another park. So it does kind of work when you break your day up with a nap or with a pool visit, um, which is also something that I highly recommend for anyone, not just a first timer, um, plan a pool day. And I'm going to go ahead and (laughs) go on my little tangent. Um, It, imagine you're nine years old or you're 11 years old, whatever you can be six and your parents take you to Disney world and you're staying at this awesome hotel. You're staying at this resort that has this pool that is just beckoning you. And they just keep taking you to the parks like later, later, maybe later. We'll see. We'll see. And we all know that we'll see means no. It does. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, if we have time, <laughs> if we have time later, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Brooke just said, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. She heard me say That's that. That's something I, I had never, uh, never really envisioned as a parent is being the, uh, the delay artist, but you, you kind of, uh, you kind of have to. Yeah. It happens. So you don't want to say no, you don't want to be the bad guy, but I'm always yeah. the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It is. Yeah. It's like, uh, oh, geez. So my recommendation, sorry. So my recommendation is to plan a day at the pool. Um, Either make it early morning pool or make it all day pool or make it, you know, leave the park early and go to the pool, whatever. Get to the pool. Um, I think our kids would be completely satisfied if we never stepped foot in a park and we just hung out at the beach club or at animal kingdom lodge yeah. or yeah. they'd well, be thrilled. Well, a, and I think, sorry, Steve, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to just real quick and say that for first time, everyone go, does a go, go, go. And just for us, I don't know. And I guess it's based on what your family type is and what your dynamic is. It's just not, it doesn't seem like a vacation for us. If we, if we were going to go for our first time and, and try to hit, everything it just you get home and you're just worn out because you wake up and you're in the hot sun or whatever you're outside and dealing with the Florida heat and you're running from attraction to do attraction and you're just trying to get so much in it seems a little more relaxing if you can have a half day where you do a pool uh visit or uh, and then maybe if you're staying close to an Epcot resort you can just walk right over and watch illuminations and then walk back to your room I, you don't have to go 24-7 in, in the parks, but I know everybody wants to try to get as much in as they can on their first trip. Lauren? Yeah. No, I was just going to say, you know, I love the the down day, especially if you're going when it's hot. If you're traveling to Disney anytime between April to, um, 
even early December. Yeah. Planning was... those down days and, and or planning that downtime, taking a break in the middle of the day, go hit the park in the morning, hit it hard, back or before lunch, come back, take the break, and then go back out. Um, I think, especially with little ones, you give them that chance to rejuvenate. Everybody's happy. They all have a good time. You know, you can't do it every day, but I, I agree with you guys. I think taking those breaks and, and having that downtime is huge. Yeah. And let's face it, kids love the pool. Oh, yeah. Even, even for people who have 60. a pool at home. Yeah, exactly. It's even well, when the, the adults are, are cringing of thinking of, of getting into a pool when it's 60 degrees outside. But I, for, for a lot of our listeners, 60 degrees are like, hey, that's warm. That's warm, <laughs> especially if you're going in the winter. And, and, and that's another thing to think about, too, is if it's your first time, think about what time of year you'd like to go. If it's your first time and you can avoid June, July, August, do it. Oh, yeah. Do it. So, yeah. Okay. So it's hot, but August can be a little bit quieter. It, yeah. But, but so also, if you can only, the, the humidity is really cranked up in August. It is. But if you can only go, like, let's say you're a teacher, you can only go yeah. Easter break, Christmas break, or summer, I would pick summer over those two. Yeah. In, this, in that situation, I would pick either really early June or really early August, if yep. possible. But First two is, weeks of August. It's absolutely where your own preferences and what you're used to come into play. Right. So some people don't mind the heat. And some people yeah. would rather stand in line for an extra 30 minutes per ride as long as they're not in the heat. And so they'll go when it's cooler. Um, you know, everyone has their trade-offs. A little bit like the Wicked Witch during that time. Mm, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> um, I also wanted to point out that um, I lost it. All right, hold on. It's gone. It's completely gone. I'll come back to it. So first time traveler tips, Walt Disney World. First, first time vacation. So we talked about doing the down day. Booking early. Um, you can ob obviously book with a travel agent. Lauren or Sharpie here at Mouse Tech can help you out with. Wink, wink. Yeah, nod, I nod. mean it's oh. there's no there's no extra cost, and they've obviously they they go all the time and know everything that's going on, and there's always a new Disney special that comes out that they can run the numbers on and see if it's going to save you money. Uh, so that's another good tip, and, and they've you know pretty much eaten at. Gosh, we've been to so many places. There's so many places to eat now. And so but many we still rides. haven't done them all. Uh, well, I know there's always something new. That's the benefit of going to yeah, Walt Yeah, that is the perk. Okay, so I have a question. Is there a ride, excluding Toy Story Land, because you guys haven't been there, but is there any ride in Walt Disney World, the four parks, that you have not done? No. There's one that I haven't done. What haven't you done? I, there's only... Let me think. There's only one ride I haven't done. What? Not all the parks. What about Sharpie? What, Sharpie's what? a ride you haven't done. Oh, I, I, I think, I think I've done every attraction. I'm, I would. You know, I, I haven't know. done Up or Toy Story, the new ones. I haven't done the. Um, well, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, I haven't been there. Of course, I haven't done those, but yeah, um, haven't been there since then. But Animal, but, King, yeah, I mean, Animal I'm Kingdom, sure I haven't I've done. done. It's over at Animal Kingdom. I haven't done Primeval World. 
No, no you've oh, done that. No, I haven't done that either. I've done that. There's two rides I haven't done. You look I've at that done. and you're just like, oh. There's two rides I That's have so- never done. Prim- okay. Primeval Whirl at Animal Kingdom because it looks like, it looks like I, I'll just not make it. <laughs> Is, yeah. Are you talking like the Dumbo Dinosaurs? I've done the Dumbo Dinosaurs. Because I thought you had. I haven't done, and I don't mind, and I'd like to do this. I just never do it because I don't want to get wet. Oh. I've um, never done the river, the Kilimanjaro. Cali River? Yeah, I've never done no. Cali River Rapids. Are you kidding? Because I've never even been. I did it. I got soaked. That's why he doesn't oh, do yeah. it. Well, because. Yeah, you do. You get soaked. I've, I've never been there at a time where I'm like, you know, just me and Brooke or whatever. And we just want to go and get, we, we went to Dollywood once and we rode, can we rode the water ride? I don't even know how many times again and again and again. And we were just, we, cause at that point you were just completely drenched and you're like, you might as well just keep going. But I've never been at Disney world where I was like, not going to go, you know, we're always going to a mouse chat meetup or we're going to meet somebody. And I just never wanted to ride it and show up completely drenched from head to toe. So that's my only reason I've never done it, but I'm sure it's great. And then okay. Primeval World, I've just never done because I, cause I'd like to write everything at least once, no matter what it is. So I can at least tell people about the experience. Me too. I do the same thing. But Primeval World, I've just never had the oomph to. It's evil. Not feeling like I'm going to be sick and nauseous the rest of the day. So anyways. Oh, see, I, I love that. I love that attraction. Oh, it just looks too spinny. I'm not a spinny person. And do we have any more uh, first time Disney World? There's a ton of first time Disney World trips or tips, but any others we want to hit real quick? This has been all over the place because in standard mouse chat form, we go off into these tangents, but hopefully we're still bringing you some information that you find helpful. Um, We don't really, we talked about resorts, but not in the way of no, that's true. We were going to talk about so, like Lauren, I think brought up like picking your first resort and what's a good resort, I guess, for your family type. And, you know, what's a good one if you have a party of five or six versus a standard party. Well, of I have four, some thoughts right off the bat with first time. A lot of people are excited about the Magic Kingdom and it does come with a price tag, but you learn to appreciate it just leaps and bounds. Um Contemporary Resort or Bay Lake Tower. You can walk to and from the Magic Kingdom and it's super fast. It's like eight minutes, eight minute walk maybe. Yeah, it's right there. And uh, it's great when you have younger kids. If you do need to walk back from the Magic Kingdom or need to go back from the Magic Kingdom to the Contemporary, it's the first stop on the monorail. So that makes it easy. Um, but it, when you walk there in the morning, it's like eight minutes and yeah. then you're excited and you've got a little pep in your step. You get there and you're happy. happy yeah. If you, have, if you have a kid in a stroller and they have a meltdown or you left the diaper bag at, in your room or whatever, and you're, you have to go back while someone stays with the, gets to go to the magic kingdom and you got to hop on a bus or whatever. It, that's, that's a haul <laughs> versus the quick eight minutes walk back to the room and then walk back another eight minutes back to the park. So yeah, that's definitely awesome for magic kingdom. I like that. Lauren, it's important to remember that, that, that the contemporary is the only resort hotel with walking access to the magic kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, even the, if you're at Wilderness Lodge or Grand Floridian or Polynesian, you're going to have to take a boat or take the monorail. Yeah. And you can definitely, you, in the mornings, use the boats and the monorails to your advantage if you know, you know, which, which hotel you're at and which is the quickest way there and which is the quickest way back. Um, so you can, it's, it's better than uh, waiting 20 minutes for a bus and then loading the bus and then driving somewhere and then, you know, and then going to all the different bus stops. So it's definitely a lot quicker. Any of the monorail resorts, although the contemporary is very, very convenient because you could just walk it. I love that. But I mean, a lot of people, you know, that are on a budget are looking to go on kind of the entry level. Where where do they end up? Or what do you guys usually book? The Pop Centuries and Art of Animations, I think, are the two popular ones. I think yeah, a lot Pop of people. Yeah, Pop Centuries and Art of Animation are definitely your, your your upper upper tier of value resorts. Yeah. Uh, particularly Art of Animation, the family suites. Uh, oh, they're so nice. Yeah, they are. They're really nice. And then, of course, with all the upgrades uh, and renovations that are happening at, oh, over at Pop Century, that's definitely a positive. Uh, the change at the offer below coming. You, you cut out there. That, that, that cuts out on us, right? Yeah. So, so you said something about the all-star resorts. There's changes coming. Is that what it was? No, I, I said there, there hasn't been much change there. Uh not much change in the way of they're they're slated for for refurb, but no 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 rumor as to when that will start or how extensive it will be. Yeah, the new rooms over at Pop Century. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I think I think one of the All Stars was started. The rooms. I think I read that recently. I could be completely wrong though. Okay. Because Lord knows, I'm still on vacation mentally. <laughs> Well, the rooms over at Pop Century that are redone are beautiful, and they have the two queens. Was it two queens? Two queens. Yeah, well, it's a queen bed and a pull down. Yeah, queens. Yeah. And so those were nice. That that was really nice. We stayed there uh, in one of the new rooms not too long ago. Yeah, they did a great job. And then Art of Animation. Everything about that resort is really nice. So the those are the two. And if you want, uh, if you're a family of four, you can pretty much fit in, in either of them. And if you're a larger family, the what the family suites of Art of Animation is it six? That'll fit six. six. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So you can fit six. So the, the thing that's interesting to me is that Art of Animation Family Suite will price out very similar to one of your lower end deluxe resorts like Animal Kingdom or Wilderness Lodge. Um, so if you are a party of four and you're looking for the space, Art of Animation is a great way to go. But if you're looking to get a little bit more value for your dollar, you could go up to a deluxe and pay a very similar price to Art of Animation. Ooh, that's a good tip. Yeah, you are. You are actually. You are. You are correct. July, uh, just just recently in in July. So we here here we are. What nine days in? Uh, so actually, as of July 2018, um, work is currently underway on buildings eight and nine, and work has been finished on building ten at All Star Movies. Uh, so that's in the works. Yeah, I'm uh, not crazy. <laughs> Okay, I am, uh, but that's a whole different issue. All Star Music will be next, uh, and then All Star Sports will be last. Um, so if it, if it if it kind of goes to similar similar construction pace or refurb pace It'll that Pop Century has done, you can expect All Star Movies to be finished by the end of 2018. 
Um, and then music, probably, I would say, in time for summer of 2019. Uh, but you won't see sports finished until, I'm going to say, February, March of 2020, in, in my opinion. And one of the things you should know is people get a little bit scared when they see there's room refurbishments going on. Um, I, you know, honestly. Okay. So does anyone have any, uh, let's say summarizing last thoughts about first time visitors to Walt Disney world resort? Therapy. Uh, I would, I, I know it, it sounds very counterintuitive, but plan ahead. Um, I know we've talked about that the whole, whole episode, but when I say plan ahead, I mean, think about the time of year that you're going, uh, think about where you would like to stay based on your, your, your preferences. Uh, when I say preferences, I mean, your touring, your park touring preferences, whether you think you're, if you have young children, you're definitely going to need a break in the middle of the day to take a nap. Staying at one of the far-flung resorts is is probably not not your best bet because you're going to you're going to spend a lot of time either on buses or or getting back and forth in your own vehicle. Uh, so so plan that out. Think about that. Uh, always consult Lauren. Consult me. We'll be glad to to, to kind of help you plan through that that first trip experience, and especially if you haven't been to the Walt Disney World Resort in a number of years. So much changes not only every year. But if you if you haven't been to Walt Disney World in the last ten years, it's it's a completely different animal than what it was the last time you were there. In the last four years, it's completely different. Yeah, absolutely. I would totally agree. All right, Lauren. So I agree a hundred percent with what Sharpie says. Um, I would maybe just add, just kind of know your time period when you're going because it's that's important. You know, if you if you're going for the first time in a while and you want to see and explore, there's really no downtime in Disney anymore, but there are a little bit quieter times. So avoiding like Christmas week, the week before um, Easter, after Easter, July, um, you know, president's weekends, things like that can, can kind of ramp up uh, the crowds. So if you're looking to, to kind of experience it and try to, to go in a little bit of a lower crowd level, I recommend that because you're going to get more for your money out of that, especially if it's, if it's your first time going or you haven't been in a while. Eve. I think, yeah, my, my, my best tip is like everyone else is saying is if it's your first trip or any trip, especially your first trip, you need to do the planning because you don't want to wait for the deal. Like we talked about because Disney's structured the other way where the deals come out. The first deal seems to be the best deal. And then the ones that come out later in the year, seem to slowly, they, they go down. They start at, you know, yeah. 25% off on rooms and they go down to 20% off if you wait. So pick when you want to go, start thinking about it now. You have time to save the money, you have time to make payments and then uh, go ahead and book it. And then what we'll do is if, if a deal comes out, we'll worry about the deals and we'll make sure that you get the best deal. Uh, you just figure out what, what the best date is for you. And then book it and plan it way in advance and we can help with the dining in advance. So you actually have the meals and the character meals that you want the fast passes. So you can get the fast passes to the different places you want to go, the different rides, of course, you know, slinky dog and toy story land. And a lot of those are now that those are the new things are going to be hard to get, but there's other ones that hopefully we'll be able to secure for you or help you 
plan which you know how to do the day uh and you just booking early you get the advantage of of you know fast passes dining and all that taken care of versus going last minute and you know having to wait in line not having places to eat and maybe not having the perfect the room or the resort that you wanted um so yeah it's it's key planning is key for Walt Disney World Lisa what's yours I planning. I mean, it's, I sound so irrelevant saying the last (laughs) bit, but it's planning. Um, do your research. Okay. So I will say this, you are going to do your research online, but you really should get a travel professional to help you because half the stuff that we see out there is garbage. I'm sorry, but minivans are not free. They are available to everyone and they go within the Walt Disney World Resort, but they're not free. They're simply available to everyone. You will pay. Uh, what's another and one? you're going to pay a tip too. You will pay a tip. Uh, another thing is that there are no buses. There is no transportation provided by Disney that goes resort to resort. If you've got breakfast at Chef Mickey's, you you need to do a transfer somewhere in there if you're using Disney transportation because you can't get from the Yacht Club to Mickey's, Chef Mickey's, directly. Not with Disney transportation. So you're going to see a lot of these things and get advice and, and you're going to be told to go to the Magic Kingdom to see Anna and Elsa? It's wrong! <laughs> so Lauren's giggling. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So, um, yeah, definitely planning and, and working with, a, with an agent helps. Yeah. It definitely does. There's We're going to so let you much know with Disney World. how to work your fast passes. Did you know that there are different, you know, kind of like the old system, the e-tickets? Those are back. You've got tiers, um, levels of fast passes. Um, so don't plan on riding Soren and Test Track in the same day. Um, dining plans. There's a few of them. Which one's right for you? I don't know. So, yeah, there's a lot of bad information out there on the internet and and a lot of people that go once and think they know it all and they're going to they had a lot of fun of course they did and they're going to be excited about it but they're not an expert they don't make a living by learning and advising on Disney yeah so i don't know very true very true shall i step off my soapbox now yes i would just also really quickly say we talked about Disney World on this episode and we'll have to do another one on Disneyland and Disney Cruise because you would think the exact same thing would be true for Disneyland uh, with dining and fast passes. Nope, and different game plan. And it's totally different. Totally different. <laughs> so if you want to do Disneyland or if you want to do Disney World and it doesn't fit because of everything we said, we can help steer you to Disneyland or on a Disney Cruise or Alani or something like that because... They're all totally different on when you need to plan and and uh, how fast passes work, how dining works, and everything like that. So that was my last bit of advice. Lisa. All right. With that, I'm going to go ahead and grab the show. We're going to wrap it up here. I'd like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you enjoy listening to the shows, you can find more shows at iTunes and also at mousechat.net. If you have comments or questions for us, please write to us at comments at mousechat.net. Thanks so much for listening. Please join us again next time on Mouse Chat.